Live, live from, from Southern, from California. Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is Wednesday, August 18, 2021. I appreciate each and every one of you guys being here with us live over on Podbean. And DLive, if you uh, have not experienced the DLive experience, make sure you go to DLive.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious, and uh, you can catch the video portion of the show in addition to the audio. And continue, you know, uh, if you're on a tablet, you can, you know, if you're a Podbeaner, you can still. Uh, take part in the chat while watching us over on DLive. My audio is going up and down. I don't know why that is. Um, but uh, if you guys continue to see that, let me know. And uh, we'll try to figure that out. <clears throat> or hear that. Or he- or if you even hear <laughs> <clears throat> I got a frog stuck in my throat or something. My you over God. Jeremy's? <laughs> no, I haven't been to Alabama recently. But yeah, and I don't have any uh, any frogs, let alone gay frogs, outside my backyard either. So, anyways, how was how was your day today, Perwee? Good. Just driving up in East Tennessee, and beautiful sight this morning with all the uh, the smoke or you know the, the dew making the clouds coming off of the Appalachian Mountains. It was beautiful. Oh, very nice. So it's not it's just the dew. It's not smog like we experience here in Southern California. No, that's why they call them Smoky Mountains. It, it just looks like smoke, like a bunch of fires raising up. I'm telling you, if you ever come out to California, we got plenty of sm- smog uh, that would kind of, uh, you know, kind of be the same thing, probably. Maybe yeah, we'd have, we'd have to get honeybees oxygen back again to come out there just so we could breathe, wouldn't we? <laughs> probably, especially if, you're, especially if you're in Los Angeles. Now, you know, here in San Diego, it's not as bad, but once you no, get one, out, my God, it's like you're in China. Yeah, the one time I was in San Diego, it was beautiful, nice weather. I mean, it was, it was wonderful. I could see why you want to live there, but then I started seeing the prices of everything. Oh my God. Yeah. And like I said the other day, when you start shopping for homes and you're paying 400 to $500 a square foot, it's like, That's oh, just crazy. It is. And now today in California, they're, they're starting to tell us uh, we have a water shortage now. I mean, you know, yeah, they've been turning our electric off because of uh, a lack of electricity. Now there's no water. Uh, the like- latest thing, and the, then the other thing is Costco is starting to limit what you can buy in Costco. Why don't you just go buy a very expensive, beautiful, nice SUV or RV and find a place to park it? Where about, well, yeah, but even if I were to park it somewhere, they'd probably charge me for that, too. Well, I guess, yeah, it depends on where you park it. <laughs> but it, it. You could probably buy one of those and have a lot more square footage than what you would get in a home there. It's, it's silly. That's that is true, yeah. And you could drive it to Florida to visit us. Oh, there you go. And then we could, you know, maybe we'll do the beef jerky out of like a motorhome and then travel the nation selling beef jerky up and down, you know, all across the nation. And think of this as you're driving coast to coast, Big Sexy can be cooking the entire way. Oh, yes. I would have no one else in my mind to ever cook (laughs) again. Hey, Prescott's got a million places for you. Park at Walmart. Oh, Walmart. Yeah, they got plenty of space at Walmart, Prescott, Bob. Uh, Mr. A, welcome to the show. I appreciate you sharing it out. Um, Mary wants to know, did you guys get rid of Gavin Newsom yet? That was uh, lost in the news. 
September 14th is the big day. And uh, according to, I guess, you know, according to a lot of people, one of the polling uh, websites really has the race neck and neck within 1.6% of each other. But now what's the process? You don't get rid of him on that day, right? Ah, that I don't know. It, it, probably, it usually doesn't happen that way, but it would be yeah. wonderful if it did. Yeah, it, I thought that was just like the vote to say, okay, we're going to have a re-election tier to see if anybody else does better. I thought that's the way it worked, but I don't know. Well, it, well, that day, at the end of that day, uh, until they count all the dead people and all the illegal immigrant votes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when that's all complete, we'll know if the governor is going to be recalled, and we'll also know who's going to replace him the same, on the same ballot. Oh, so you will. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a, a two part ballot. Number one, actually, where where is that thing at? I I have it here somewhere. Any word on Jenner's performance, or just too far down in the in the polls I, now? Yeah, Jenner. I don't think has any shot. I think it's going to be between uh, Governor Newsom and Mr. Larry Elder, who is a uh, Republican talk show host. They're the ones that are neck and neck right now. And one of the intriguing parts about the whole thing is the fact that Governor Newsom has been reaching out to the Biden folks, uh, both mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to try to get him to do a commercial or you know endorse Governor Newsom that he should not be recalled. And I don't have the audio with me, but I did hear it earlier this afternoon. Uh, Governor Newsom was being asked about uh, Joe Biden and all that, <clears throat> and Gavin Newsom said. He's been doing a fantastic job. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Cuomo Biden said that about. No, no, no. This is Governor Newsom talking about the. the oh, OK. I follow. And saying Biden's doing a fantastic job. I mean, and I'm thinking well, in my mind, well, uh, you know, the way Governor Newsom is, you know, maybe he does think that. But slightly, you've got to look at the different, you know, different sides. He is doing a fantastic job. If his mission is to destroy America, make us look like fools in the face of the of the world, and leave our people stranded, he's doing knockout job at that. Yes, he's doing a fantastic job of destroying so, this country and making it a, an abomination to every other world leader. So maybe Newsom didn't lie. See, got to know the the criteria of the conversation. That is true. That is true. So here's the uh, the ballot. So as you can see on the uh, left side of your screen, the first. <coughs> Question is, shall Gavin Newsom be recalled from the office of governor? So it's a yes or a no. And obviously, we would love every Californian to vote yes on that. And then the following pages, I mean, you got pages upon pages of uh, different candidates. So the most important one, though, is uh, voting yes on recall. On September 14th, and uh, everyone in the state of California should have their their ballots uh, in the mail by uh, this coming Saturday, I've been told. So uh, I do know that there's already been people saying that they're receiving two to three ballots uh, per person. There are also ballots of people who don't live at that residence showing up. So it's, it's uh, you know, back to 2020 all over again. But it's secure, remember? Oh, it's, I'm sure it's secure, and I'm sure, and I and I will continue to say that I, I recommend, I strongly rec- recommend for people to go vote in person. Yeah. Do not don't, don't mail your shit in if you want to make sure. Give well, I'll say this: if you want to give your ballot 
the best possible chance and opportunity to be counted legitimately. Go in person and cast your votes. And I'm so tired of hearing the whole, every vote counts. Yeah, that's the problem. Every <laughs> vote shouldn't count. They're not all legal. Yeah, exactly. All, all legal votes should count. That's uh, 100% correct. Uh, on the back of it, it does say that the voting location will be open for in-person voting from September 11th through September 14th. So you got four full days to go to a polling place to vote. So we'll keep our fingers crossed, Mary. Uh, if there's any hope, I mean, hell, the folks over in New York have been relieved of their governor here up and coming uh, as uh, he you know, had to make sure that he's giving uh, New Yorkers 14 days to flatten the curve of uh, all his uh, sexualness. And uh, hopefully we'll do the same thing with Governor Newsom. Uh, there's not one damn thing that I can see that he's done positive. All he wants to boast about is how California has a surplus of billions of billions of dollars. The one thing that he doesn't let Californians know is that most of that money has nothing to do with it coming from taxes from California. It has to do with them bankrolling all federal money into the state coffers. So well, Good that he can pay all the landlords. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. But, on but I do have a question for you on the voting. You know, the Republicans are, are Republicans. Democrats are so worried about, oh, well, everybody can't get out and do this. Everybody can't make it down to vote. Well, what is stopping them? Because I, all these other crazy ideas and things they pulled, what is stopping them from like having an ice cream truck? But it's a voting truck that goes to the neighborhoods and people in the neighborhood as it goes to the end of the block can vote there and verify who they are. I mean, there's ways to do this without making it a free-for-all like they want to make it. No, I agree with that. But, it, but my other question is, I mean, okay, we already know that at least in California, at least 50% of the population has received vaccinations. So they should be comfortable uh, going out uh, and going to in, vote in person. I mean, they're safe, right? Uh, they've been vaccinated. They have nothing to worry about. Uh, oh, and, then the, and then the other half that have not been vaccinated, they're probably the ones that don't want to be touched or have anything injected in them. So I guarantee you they have no problems going out in public. So someone please remind me why we need mail-in ballots. Well, I think they should go down in person and vote, but I'm just saying to compromise. Okay, Democrats, we get you. But this is what we're going to do instead. We'll have mobile voting trucks that go around to the neighborhoods. Who's in charge of the mobile voting? <laughs> we we haven't gone that far yet, slightly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this is just a, pro, a plan in its infancy. We'll we'll work on that. Okay, so we'll, we'll uh, what what does uh, Hacky Sack like to say? We'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the um, idea's got to sound decent before you work on the execution. No, it does. It does. I I I, I agree with that. Um, I'm looking for a story. There was another story, and it actually has to do with the uh, county of San Diego. Uh, the Board of Supervisors sent out an email. Uh, basically, they are, they are strongly encouraging businesses in San Diego County to require their employees to be vaccinated. And I could not believe my eyes when I saw it. And uh, here it is right here. I'm going to bring this up here. And, you know, as uh, we've talked about uh, in previous shows, uh, it continues to be a thing that the government is looking for private business, the private business sector, to do their dirty work. 
And uh, it's really, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not buying into it. Um, I know my employees uh, themselves are already vaccinated. That was their choice. But by no means am I ever going, would I ever want to require anybody that works for me, force them to put something in their body. Um, to me, I don't have, to me and my personal beliefs, I do not have that right to tell someone what to put in their damn body. I don't know about you, but that's just my way of thinking. Anyways, uh, county officials, this is from the uh, countynewscenter.com. County officials encourage businesses to require proof of vaccination or regular testing from employees. Uh, county officials Monday encourage local businesses and employers to implement stricter COVID-19 measures in the mid a spike in new virus cases. Officials recommended businesses implement a requirement for employees to show proof of vaccination or subject them to regular testing. The recommendations come in response to a sharp increase of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations in the region. Uh, the past 30 days, 92% of new COVID pay, uh, cases were confirmed in San Diegans who were not fully vaccinated. In addition, 98% of new COVID-19 hospitalizations in the county are in unvaccinated patients. So that's their reasoning behind it. But like I said, um, I don't think that the private sector has any business telling their employees what to do with their bodies from a medical standpoint. Am I, 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 I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, well, do you agree with that? Or do you think a business owner has the right to uh, tell their employees what to inject into their body? Well, what's next? A business that can't afford to have employees take maternity leave or tell them that hey, you got to get an abortion? Where does it stop? I don't know. I mean, hell, they don't even ask for green cards these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they allow illegal immigrants to work for them, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Eric, what about you? Uh, you think uh, business owners have a right to tell people what to do with their bodies? Um, I think it would also depend on like the legal standpoint, but I would think, um, you know, f forcing people to do things that might be against their religious beliefs or, or, or whatever beliefs they might have, I would think is, you know, really um, like an overreach, e even if it is a private entity. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, because, I mean, like you said, like you, you didn't force any of your employees to, to get the, the COVID shot, um, that they did that of their own free will. Like if you have a female employee that, you know, that is that is pregnant and 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 you know that when that baby is due to be born, um, you've got to give that that woman a six to eight week maternity leave in, in accordance with the law. Right. Yeah, no, that's and, and I, I, or, I or they could or they could sue you for discrimination. Right. I work with a company, not for a company, but with a company that gives them 12 weeks. Oh, and there are even companies that will even give fathers to be paternity leave. Yeah, that's starting to become a thing as well. That uh, the same company mothers, does that, but it's not as long. I think it's only two weeks for them. Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. just becoming a thing uh, for both the uh, the uh, the baby's mom and uh, the father both. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I, I respect the fact that uh, employers are starting to recognize that. And I think that's very gracious of them to allow the father time away for that. Uh, Mr. A is saying that Biden is making all healthcare workers to get the vax. We did go over that. Uh, and his wife never comes in contact with patients and makes too much money to walk away. And that's the that's sad reality here, uh, Mr. A, is that you have healthcare workers 
who may not want to get the jab, but they're being forced to. Either that or they're out of work. Yeah, because Or like they have their nursing certification revoked. Well, like Mr. A says down there, there, I mean, there's some people in the healthcare industry never come in contact with a patient or even the people that are coming in contact with a patient. They're isolated from it. Yeah. So the person that sits at home and does medical coding for a hospital, they're going to be forced to get the vaccination vaccination, and they never go in the hospital. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Um, a, uh, him, Akaz, is saying, don't get the test. And he says, please look up the details. We'll have to take a look at that. I know there's tests out there that uh, people are saying, what, what is the one that there's the PCR test, right? They're doing away with PCR testing. Uh, Honeybee could and, tell you the different tests for sure. She's done so much research since she's been out. Since Spanky, she's been out. Spanky's saying that my jo- his job allows the dads to stay at home as well. Well, that's nice. I, I like that. Uh, I, I don't... Uh, I haven't had to run into that issue at my business yet, but I'm all about, hey, if you need time off, take the time you need. Take care of your shit. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's what's going on uh, over there. Um, What was the first story? I kind of got sidetracked with the whole Governor Newsom thing. Um, Oh, I guess guess we're going to start off with, uh, also, no babies have been conceived to women who have had the jab, and women in the first trimester have miscarried. Yeah, well, that's, uh, I think, uh, up for debate right now because uh, the last I heard, uh, the government officials are saying that they are encouraging all pregnant women to get the jab. So, uh, like, I, like I've always been saying, do your research, do your homework, consult your physician, do what's best for you and your family, yep. and uh, go from there. And uh, I've, I've heard, uh, you know, even uh, from one of our listeners, I think it was uh, BP had told me, he had tried to send me an. Uh, he tried sending me an email uh, the other day uh, of a friend of his, I believe, that was in the healthcare industry, got the vaccination, and now uh, something to do with her hands. Uh, she's not able to function uh, her two hands now. So it's crazy, um, but uh, I think it was worse than tremors. Uh, let me let me see if I can look that up really quickly. Because I know he sent this to me the other day. It was actually supposed to be a video, but they took the video down. And uh, basically, he had said uh, a friend who is a surgery nurse got the jab, and now her hands are crippled. So, Well, there goes her profession. That sucks. Right. I mean, not only that, but, you know, her hands uh, are are now crippled. uh, So she'll be, you know, disabled, obviously. Um, loss of income, and where's the accountability? You know, uh, as of right now, as it stands still, when you go to get this vaccination, you basically are signing your life away and that uh, you have no legal recourse or, you know, and you can kiss your health insurance goodbye too. So. Yeah, instead of making a mandate where you can't evict somebody not paying their rent, how about making a mandate where the health insurance companies have to pay for it? I I, I think I think there should be some accountability, especially like yeah. just Afternoon, when I'm driving around in my car, I hear a an infomercial basically on a radio station from the California Department of Public Health, basically telling everybody that the vaccine is safe. Uh, so you're telling me if I go into an attorney 
provided them that copy, the copy of this infomercial, and something were to happen to me, you, you, you're telling me I can't go after the state of California or California Department of Public Health for misrepresentation, for false statements? Hey, you want to talk about misrepresentation? Remember I sent you a copy of the paperwork from Honeybee's hospitalization that said there is no vaccine to prevent you from catching COVID? Yes. I do remember that. I, I mean, you know, there's misinformation everywhere out there. Well, and, and uh, you know, as uh, further news comes out this afternoon, uh, it's become official. Uh, do you guys recall, uh, what was that guy's name? The former uh, Pfizer uh, guy. Dr. Mike, Michael Yaden. Recall he had said that uh, everyone's going to need to get uh, booster shots if they want to continue to survive every year. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Apparently, the government and all of the healthcare officials are pushing booster shots after eight months of your second vaccination. So this no longer, like I said, from the very beginning, this is not a vaccine whatsoever. It's just like the flu. It's a shot. It's a shot to help you. And so apparently, you're going to need this booster shot every eight months of your life. So I think it's, it's, it's going to be one of those things to where governors around the country need to stop worrying about when is COVID going to go away. It's never going to go away, folks. It's one of those things, just like the flu, it's here to stay, and we need to begin understanding that we're going to be living with COVID-19 for the rest of our lives. So government cannot continue to try to shut down businesses. You're, you shouldn't be putting masks over the face of kids in school uh, for something that's going to be here for the you know, basically for at least the rest of your and my lives. It's something that we need to come to grips with because the government continuing to say, oh, we need to flatten the curve. We need to do this. We need to do that. Okay, we're going to deal with it just like we deal with the everyday flu, annual flu. That's what we need to do. We need to keep up our personal hygiene and be aware of our surroundings and start taking some damn personal responsibility. Well, Mary says it's always been here. She's right. It has been. Mary, the problem is it's, it's, a, it's a gain of function that they did it with it because it used to only be in animals. So they made it to where it would cross over and infect humans. So, yeah, it's always been here, but we didn't have to worry about it before that. And Mary also says that Biden called for the third dose of Pfizer one day after. What was it? One day after Pfizer said it was best. So, you know, we're not following science. We're following what the pharmaceuticals are saying is what she's saying. And, the money. Uh, yeah. And, and I agree with my uh, thoughts I've had over the past couple of weeks. If you have money that you like to gamble, uh, like to uh, not gamble necessarily, but every, uh, every risk, in the, you know, every, uh, you know, every trade in the stock market, is, there's always carries a risk. But uh, I would suggest investing in Pfizer. Uh, that would probably give you some pretty good dividends. At this point, because, you know, they're going to be making billions upon billions of dollars just of off COVID-19 booster shots. So, anywho, um, let's see. Gosh, we've spent a lot of time on that one. Um, yes, uh -huh. I did get uh, some of those stories. We'll get to those. Uh, um, start I'll, I'll just let you um, pick, pick like the best ones that pop out to you since we may not be able to cover all of them. Yeah, no worries. The first thing I wanted to go with is a happy story. Uh, a, a boy who was eight, eight years old, he auctioned off his pet hog. 
to raise $19,500 for his best friend that has a brain tumor. It was a, uh, a, t- a feel-good story. A uh, massive support from his community. An eight-year-old boy raised 19500 auctioning his pet hog that he, helped ra- that he raised for a year to help his best friend who was battling a brain tumor. Jesse James Starr of Sullivan, Missouri, has been best friends with seven-year-old Claire Calvin since preschool. Saddened with Claire's diagnosis, Jesse decided to want- he wanted to help by selling the hog he raised at the family's farm. His parents, uh, Shauna and Joshua Starr, backed him 100%. Jesse came up with the idea on his own, and uh, they are truly the definition of best friends. So, there you go. And you don't hear many stories like this uh, these days, and uh, I just wanted to point that one out. Uh, mm-hmm. Good on him, and uh, very proud of the young man, and uh, whoever bought the, the hog. I don't know who wants to buy a hog for 19500 but bless their heart because the money's going to a good thing. And uh, now we'll move on to other fantastic news. The uh, Biden administration, uh, this is reported by Fox News, the Biden administration moved to dismantle protections for citizens trapped overseas months before Kabul's fall. Uh, It was written in a memo. The Biden administration moved in June to dismantle a system designed to protect American citizens trapped abroad. Just months before the Taliban took over Afghanistan, stranding thousands of Americans in the Central Asian country. Fox News obtained the June 11th memo sent around the State Department, which gave the green light on the, quote, discontinuation of the establishment and the termination of the Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau. The sensitive but unclassified memo was signed by Deputy Secretary of State Brian McKeon just a couple of months before the administration's botched troop withdrawal that saw Afghanistan fall under the Taliban control. CCR was formed under the Trump, uh, the Trump era secretary of Mike Pompeo and was tasked with providing aviation, logistics, medical support capabilities for the department's operational bureaus, thereby enhancing the secretary's ability to protect American citizens overseas in connection with overseas evacuations in the aftermath of a natural or man-made disaster. So everything that you're seeing going on in Afghanistan, there's no doubt in my mind that the blood of these individuals are on the hands of Joe Biden. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, I think that's absolutely something's got to be done with Joe Biden. And uh, yeah, everyone wants to say, oh, well, you're not going to get anything better with Kamala Harris. <sighs> I don't know. Do we, do we roll the dice and just go with Kamala Harris? Do we start encouraging our congressmen and women to start impeachment of Joe Biden? That's my question. Mm. That's a tough one, isn't it? Don't know that there's a good yeah. answer to that. Well, the only person in line after Biden Harris is a certain Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker. Um, would would she also be any better? Nancy Pelosi. Well, they have one thing in common. They both love ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah, but and and this is also the same Nancy Pelosi, um, you know, when, when Obamacare was passed back in 2010, um, we have to pass it so we can read what's in it. Um, I'm like, lady, do, do you not know how to read and write? Uh-huh. Or did, did y'all's lobbyists write that legislation for y'all? <laughs> well, speaking of ice cream, uh, Pert, uh, you, you passed this on to me. There's a, a billboard in, I think it was North Carolina. <laughs> And uh, it's one of those digital billboards, so it's not one static image. And uh, 
basically it has uh, your president and our president, <clears throat> Joe Biden, with a, a nice single scoop of ice cream. With uh, if you're not on the uh, D Live, but his, the 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 uh, the expression expression on his face is just priceless. And then in the background, you see a what, what do they call that? A Huey, the double like, blade. Yeah, Huey. It looks yeah, like trying mm-hmm. to evacuate people. Right. Meanwhile, he's uh, sitting uh, out front with an ice cream cone. And then the other one, I'm going to try to uh, I'm going to try to go a little bit. Oh, they, they took it off of Twitter apparently. I was trying to get a bigger uh, picture of that, but here's the other image, and that basically it's Joe Biden behind some uh, blinds and kind of peeking out to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah, that's that's classic. Uh, hey, I got a question for you. Backing up a little bit, though. Yeah. You, do you, you realize that Pelosi does not automatically become VP, right? What happens uh, during that if uh, once, uh, you know, if Kamala is not able to uh, take over? The new president would choose another individual to become his or her vice president. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So Kamala would get to pick? Yes. And then the House and the Senate would have to, to confirm it, similar well, to how when Spiro Agnew resigned during the Nixon era for Gerald Ford to come in. Well, who do you think uh, Kamala Harris would pick as her vice president? <laughs> AOC. Uh, I, you know what? I was really hoping you weren't going to say that. Uh, we'll have a, uh, a uh, we'll have the president and vice president both be female and very far leftist. Jeez. Hey, here's a little tidbit. I got to shake the hand of President Ford when he was president. Really? Yes, I really? did. Wow. Yeah. That's. I was I was young. I was young, but it was it was very memorable. I'll tell you that. He he didn't pet you on the head like Joe Biden would, did he? No, and he didn't sniff my hair either. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's important. Anyways, we're going to take our first time out. We'll be back. You're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Wednesday. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, then offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful hump day. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's... uh. I'm going to get to uh, the fr- the uh, elephant and the turtle story in a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was fantastic as well. The next story I would like to go to uh, is going to be from the Washington Examiner. And this is kind of an interesting story. I got to read more into this. But uh, anyways, they're reporting that FBI an FBI agent told uh, told informant among alleged Whitmer kidnapping plotters to lie. That's what a defense attorney is saying. The attorney for a man accused of being involved in a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer alleged that an FBI agent instructed an informant to lie and delete text messages that would re- reveal the agency was unlawfully furthering the conspiracy. Attorney Michael Hills, who represents defendant Brandon Caserta, made the accusations Friday in a court filing asking Judge Robert Jonker of the Western District of Michigan to order the government to produce all communications between Special Agent Impola Henrik and Jason Chambers and the informant of the Wolverine Watchmen Militia Group, known as Dan. Hills uh, provided images purporting to show Impola telling Dan to, be to quote, be sure to delete these, uh, apparently referring to the messages discussing the plot, Henrik also instructed Dan to accuse another person associated with the group who was not ultimately among the six indicted by the Justice Department 
in connection to the plot of being a federal agent, according to Hills. And said, quote, copy. Best thing to do is deny and accuse somebody else like Trent, the message allegedly said. Quote, these text messages indicate the FBI was pushing their paid agent to actively recruit people into an overt act in furtherance of a conspiracy. That's what Hills wrote in the filing. Hills has said he suspected the communications revealed the FBI's informant was the, quote, person at the center of all activity. And the agents pushed him to, quote, actively recruit and entice people to either enter a a conspiratorial agreement or an overt act in support of an agreement. He also said the defense's team need further details, further materials is, quote, self-evident, indicating that they would be employed for an entrapment defense and used to address the government witnesses and its methods during trial. So it sounds like uh, the FBI, I, I, it's kind of, you know what the first thing I think of? You know, say 10, 10, 15 years ago, when you, if you were to bring up the FBI, the CIA, or any of the other three-letter you know, three, uh, acronym uh, departments of the government, people would like, actually pay attention. You know, yep. you think of the FBI, you think of you know, law enforcement, you think of, oh, they're, they're going to go get the bad guys. Now you just like shake your head and like, yeah, yeah, I don't fucking believe any of them. Well, you tell me a government agent was involved in or told somebody to be deceitful. Yeah, that's what uh, this, uh, according to this, uh, you know, alleged, uh, you know, report coming from the Washington Examiner saying, yeah. Mm. Is that shocking? Unbelievable. Shocking. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You need that dun 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 music. Oh, oh hell no. <laughs> Oh, that works. (laughs) Or the the Podbean Boo. Oh, yeah. Podbean Boos and all kinds of good stuff. We have all kinds of effects. We don't have the dun-dun-dun. We have this. You you need to get you a sound clip of Reagan where he says uh, the the most... uh, What is that? That's like wind howling. That's horror. Oh, Mm -hmm. where he says the most frightening words is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh my God, that's the worst. That's the last words you will ever want to hear in, in your life. We're from the government. We're here to help. Yeah, I'll yeah, help who? Because because if, if if somebody really from the government said that, the first thing you need to do, run away. Yeah, they they they're, they're not. Then they dead. shoot you, Eric. <laughs> that's only. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, that I was, was a setup for you slightly. It was, and you handled it well. Yeah, I'm not going to go any yeah, further. Chris Unplug would just waddle away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would Jess Duck. Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, well, we know uh, how President Trump is feeling about what's going on in Afghanistan. He's calling the Afga- Afghanistan collapse, quote, the most humiliating moment for the United States. Former President Donald Trump described the ongoing mayhem in Afghanistan as the worst humiliation in American history while defending the agreement his administration struck with the Taliban last year. It was, it's a great thing that we're getting out, but nobody has ever handled a withdrawal worse than Joe Biden. That's uh, the 45th president told the Fox News entity on Tuesday. This is the greatest embarrassment, I believe, in the history of our country. And uh, he sat down for his interview since uh, first interview since the Taliban marched into Kabul on Sunday, uh, climaxing a 96-hour conquest that saw Afghanistan major, major cities and provincial capitals fall with little resistance. While he was full of criticism for the Biden administration, he also noted 
at Times and echoed his successor's address to the nation on Monday, which cast blame on Afghan military and political leaders for their battlefield collapse and the resulting scenes of chaos. He said, quote, I knew they, the Afghan security forces, weren't going to fight. I said, why are they fighting? Why are these Afghan soldiers fighting against the Taliban? Uh, Trump recounted to host uh, Sean Hannity, and I was told some very bad information by a lot of people. The fact is, they're among the highest paid soldiers in the world. They're doing it for a paycheck because once we stopped, once we left, they stopped fighting. The fact is, our country was paying the Afghan soldiers a fortune. So we were sort of bribing them to fight, and that's not what it's all about. So there you have it. Uh, you know, and, and Biden want, wants to say, hey, uh, it's all the Afghan soldiers' faults. I mean, who, who, helped, uh, who helped them you know, you know, by paying them? fortunes of money. Well, they left all that equipment over there and the helicopters and the Humvees and so on and so forth. And I've got a lot of respect for the country of Israel and their military. They should just tell Israel, hey, help us get our people out. You can have all that equipment you can get back to. Take it. Use it for your own defense. Well, the the Taliban has all the, uh, you know, all the uh, munitions now. Well, I know, but Israel goes in, they wouldn't have. That's true. That's one badass army, I'm telling you. They are. Anyways, the, uh, the article continues, by contrast, Trump repeatedly praised the Taliban as, quote, good fighters, at one point telling Hannity that, quote, you have to give them credit for that, and claimed he got along better than the Islamic fundamentalist and recently deposed Afghan President Ashraf Ghani, who fled the country as the Taliban forces closed in. Quote, I never had a lot of confidence, frankly, in Ghani, the former president recalled. I said that openly and plainly. I thought he was a total crook. I thought he got away with murder. He spent all his time whining and dining our senators. The senators were in his pocket. That was one of the problems that we had, but I never liked him. And I guess, based on his escape with cash, I don't know, maybe that's a true story. I would suspect it is. All you have to do is look at his lifestyle, study his houses, where he lives. He got away with murder in many different ways. And uh, he also went on to say, as I recall in the article, how basically the agreement that Trump's struck with the Taliban was that all of our forces would be out by May 1st of this year. And obviously, as you know, the Biden administration uh, didn't go along with that. So, And he had them speaking with him. At the end of the day, who, who's to blame for all of this? Come on, man. Yeah, that piece of shit. Anyways, it's, uh, and uh, they're continuing to struggle to get people out of there uh, at this hour even, so. I'm just hopeful that uh, many Americans are able to get back home safely and all of that, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how that all winds up. Uh, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, what else can go wrong under this administration? I have yet to receive one tweet in response to any liberal trying to let me know one thing that Joe Biden has done so far as president of the United States that has been great for our country. If 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 anybody, if anybody has any ideas, let me know. I'm open to I'm open to listening to anything. I, I think the thing about that tweet, the reason why you're not getting any replies from any hardcore liberals, is because I think they know that um, they would be fight, fighting a losing battle because um, because it because when I read that tweet and and, and gave it my likes, um, it's obvious slightly that there is truth in that. 
well, there's there's got to be a lot of truth in it because but, one, I mean, the only thing that someone came up with mm-hmm. yesterday was that what was it that he was giving? Oh, that he was uh, letting people not pay rent. <laughs> How's that good for the country? I don't know. I don't exactly. Know. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Well, and then I think uh, like another podcast show I was on earlier, I even raised a very good question. I would even raise here, you know, with this whole Afghanistan crisis, um, um, you know, like why aren't, you know, Obama and George W. Bush being looked at? Because if you think back to their presidencies, um, there was that notable scandal where o- Obama, you know, released a Taliban, you know, you know, terrorist from Gitmo in, in exchange for the safe return of traitor Bo, Bo Bergdahl. And then if you look back to George W. Bush, when 9-11 happened under his watch, he seemed more interested in Iraq than he did in going after bin Laden. And then another question that would get raised is why, you know, with the, with the whole like 9-11 with the 20th anniversary coming up, why, you know, ha- hasn't there been any focus on Saudi Arabia considering that the terrorists who perpetrated the attacks on the the former World Trade Center Twin Towers were, were Saudi nationals. Well, and, and the other thing about it, before we go on to our next uh, article, is... Oh, wow. Isn't it, isn't it uh, interesting, I guess, that would be the word, how now all of a sudden there mm-hmm. are terror alerts throughout this nation now, all of a sudden. Exactly. Oh, and I've been seeing that... that um, image like sweeping social media you know like the like the screen clip from nbc nightly news yeah and 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 what i what i what i question is when they're already you know contemplating and telling us oh uh hell there's going to be new variants uh it's going to be worse than what we have going on now in three to four months okay that means they know something exactly so if they're telling us that there's terror plops to 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 be on high alert Something's in the works, folks. Um, I, I, and, you know, the safest places to be is probably uh, around uh, Joe Biden's house or Nancy Pelosi's house. <laughs> don't know. Otherwise, you're, uh, you're in terif- terrific danger, I think. But I don't know. It's interesting that they are saying that uh, to be on the lookout for that. I think it's awful. Uh, I think there was a comment in uh, chat saying that this was all planned out. Whether or not it is, I don't know. Uh, is it all one big conspiracy that we're just going to, you know, be a one world, uh, you know, a one world government one day soon? I don't know. I, I don't buy into that. I, I definitely think that uh, this uh, the, the government of our country wants to take more power and freedoms away from the people. I do believe that. Uh, but as far as, you know, everyone trying to have one big kumbaya government, I just don't buy into that. But, uh-huh. but speaking of uh, the blame game, oops, the blame game, uh, you know, uh, apparently, according to the businessinsider.com, Americans in a survey rank George W. Bush as the president most responsible for the outcome of the Afghanistan war. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if these uh, the people they polled are conservative, if they're. Liberal or what? But uh, I don't. Well, that would be interesting to see the makeup of of the people that that were polled, because we know that there are going to be a lot of people who may agree with that, and then there are going to be a lot of people who may disagree with that. Well, according to this article, around four in ten respondents 
said George Bush is most responsible for the war's outcome. The Taliban regained power despite the U.S.'s nearly 20 years of involvement there, ranking him ahead of former President Barack Hussein Obama and uh, Donald Trump, as well as current Commander-in-Chief Joe Biden. 1,105 respondents from August 16th to the 17th through Survey Monkey audience. Uh, they were asked to rank the nine entities in order of how responsible each were for the outcome of the war in Afghanistan. So the number one answer is they blamed the Taliban. 55% ranked among the top three most responsible. Number two was the Afghan leadership at 48%. Yeah, and, what leadership? Uh, or lack thereof, right? Yes. Uh, and then the 41% Afghan military, and then number four was uh, George W. Bush at 34%. However, 31% blamed the uh, United States military leadership. Well, let's just blame Russia for not doing the job thoroughly in the 80s and 90s. Right? Yeah, there you go. I mean, if you want to blame people, shit, let's blame them all. Well, you know what? I mean, here's the thing I have. Okay, so we were there in war for 20 years. Number one, 20 years is way too damn long. Either get in, get the shit, get the job done, do what you got to do. If you got to kill people, kill them. If not, get the hell out. I mean, the only other reason why we were there has to do with money. Mm -hmm. there's, no other, there's no other explanation for it. When you go to yeah. war, you go in, you 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 got you you set what the goal is, you accomplish it, and get the hell out. But if their problem was the money was flowing to the Afghans. Yeah, you're right. And so why you know it? Why so if it's flowing to the Afghans, why continue to be there? What's the point? Unless you're going to destroy the enemy. After we took care of Al Qaeda, we should have got out because all we ended up with was heartache and a big ass check. Uh huh. Yeah, I agree. Well, and then, and people also have to remember too with Afghanistan, um, you know, that they're, you know, tied to the war on drugs because um, poppies make heroin and, you know, and, and, and the drug trade and on the black market is big business. Well, I, I am kind of in agreement with uh, Chris Unplugged. He says that country has nothing to offer the world as a whole in regards to you know, basically to barter or, or any goods that we need. I mean, what is, oh, yeah. what's in Afghanistan that we even give a shit about? Dirt. <laughs> I mean, really, have you ever seen a picture or topographical? Go on Google Earth and look. Find a freaking tree in Afghanistan. I don't know how those people live and survive because there's, I don't know what do the animals eat that they butcher f to eat themselves. They probably eat each other, the animals. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, uh, what, is, what is over there? What, what, the only thing I can think that we went over there in the first place is to get rid of terror. Right. Uh -huh. And that's the only reason. Otherwise, there's no sense of any of our men and women of, in the military being over there. In do they, years. Sorry. Oh, go I was going to ask Mari, do, do they really, do they have those uh, elements over there? Mary said, what did Mary say? Oh, copper, iron ore, calcium, and gold. I thought they had uh, like stones, gemstones, but I didn't know they had that. Well, I, I know one place that has plenty of iron ore, and I only know that because, you know, I have, I know someone, uh, have had, well, not only there, but uh, I have uh, someone in my family that, you know, uh, does do that, uh, and they get a shitload of out of China. And I wonder how much of those natural resources we've brought back. 
From Afghanistan? None. From yeah. Afghanistan? Yeah. yeah, from from Afghanistan. 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 That's what we should call it from now on. Because the war was a freaking joke. Uh, maybe says Afghanistan has over 1,400 mineral fields containing uh, barite, chromite, coal, copper, gold, iron ore, lead, and natural gas. Well, we haven't got much of it from them. No. I, I, I can tell you that. Got a lot and, of out here. Mary says, uh, supposedly, yes, and trillions of dollars worth trillions times 10. Well, they sure aren't capitalizing on it, are they? No, they're not. Uh, and, and no matter what, though, I mean, look at the, uh, you know, how many years and, uh, you know, we were at war in the Middle East with Iraq and all of the crap that we could have taken over over there, including the, the oil fields. We got nothing. We got nada. Zilch. Well, and you had the people that continued to say, oh, we're only there because of the oil. We're only there. If we were only there because of the oil, we would have took the damn oil. But yeah, we and our gas prices would be back down to $2 a gallon. There you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyways, uh, Chris Unplug, Afghanistan's main exports are carpets and rugs. 45% of total exports. Dried fruits makes up 31%. And uh, medicinal plants, uh, 12%. Main export partners are Pakistan. Uh, 48% of their goods go to Pakistan, 19% to India, 9% to China, and others include Iran, Iraq, and Turkey. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. I, I had no idea that they did uh, a lot of carpets, but I didn't either. If you, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we, sh we can take over the carpet industry uh, from Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, it's not carpet made out of cotton because there's no, nothing growing over there. No, there's they don't have they don't have enough sheep for that cotton. <laughs> yeah, that was the one I was thinking, honey. B was lapis lazuli that they had. What is lapis lazuli? I have no idea it's what that's like a dark blue rock with look what looks like silver specks in it. Oh wow. Interesting. Well, I got to notified earlier today. Uh I have a, a good friend who has a friend that knows a friend and da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> who has a dog that lives yeah. in the house. Yeah, no. Uh, apparently, we, uh, we are reaching out uh, to, uh, to uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, we will see uh, if we can really? have him come on to the show. And we have Interesting. Uh, a that uh, does business with Joe. So we'll see. we'll see how that works out. I have no idea. I, I guess I'd, I better start listening to uh, a Joe Rogan podcast to know what his political views are. Uh, they're, yeah. They're not really liberal, but the thing is, even if you could get him just for 15 minutes, it would help. Yeah, he, my friend so said, all you, all you have to make sure to do is drink while you're on, uh, doing the podcast and smoke some pot. <laughs> well, hey, he doesn't know what's in your vape, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll, I get a vape that has, uh, you know, and uh, I'll just get a, a beer or something. A yeah, get a vape that has a big pot leaf on the side of it or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, well, I, I happen to think about your vape. birthday last year slightly, like when Lady Me, of course, sent you that um, peanut butter whiskey. Oh, that was delicious. Oh, <laughs> uh, too, too bad you couldn't order any more of that or, or bribe her to send you some more. But but oh, with, but you're still waiting for your donuts. Yeah, that I, I, I am waiting for donuts still. But one day I'll get donuts. And uh, I'd like to come up with a couple of questions if you ever have him on, if I could. Yeah, no, no, uh, you guys uh, definitely, we can, hopefully he'll come on for like 20 to 30 minutes. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Myers says, uh, T-Nan, what does T-Nan wanted to mine it? Maybe Iran? Iran? He I'm said it would, it would be good for jobs for America. Oh, oh. 
maybe Trump. Trump man? I don't know. Trump. Yeah, maybe. Trump. Well, I think Jeremy's going to that Trump rally on Saturday in Common, Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, uh, he's hoping to run into President Trump, I, I, from what I gather. Um, it's not too far for him. I mean, it's right down near Birmingham. Did I understand correctly that uh, in Alabama they're saying there's this food shortage? Uh, I, he may have said it, but there's also a hospital bed shortage. They really I think he said something about that yesterday. No, I think uh, Jeremy's been on. I think Jeremy's been doing some podcast recently. I, I yeah, just, I think he said something yesterday. Yeah, I remember. I, and, and I'm kind of wondering if that, uh, you know, if there's any truth to that, because like I was saying earlier in the show, that uh, you know, our local Costco's here. Once again, they're beginning to limit the amount of water you can have. Uh, they're also limiting you on other necessities. So I, I don't know if it's a supply chain issue. Uh, or if it's uh, if they're predicting that things are going to get a whole hell of a lot worse and you know businesses are going to be shut down again or what's going on. But Chris has his arm raised down there in chat. Chris unplugged. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you did you want to come up and uh, come on come on in come on up come on down. You're the next contestant on Slightly Serious. That's right. <laughs> no, Grab he was a soapbox. He was saying goodbye. Uh, yeah good night chris sad there's no other place to be i don't know why you're going (laughs) oh my goodness um let's see we went over that we went over that um oh i got one for you so apparently in wisconsin uh the sheriff's over there uh you know how there's prisoners in jail well they're not going to be called (laughs) prisoners or freaking inmates they're going to be called residents they're residents of the jail does that mean they now have turned down service and chocolate mints on their pillows oh my god make sure you fluff, make sure you fluff the pillows at night for them too isn't that crazy they don't um, want to hurt the feelings um yeah. like if you go to like a, a nursing home they they call their patients their residents because they would prefer patients be for doctor's office and hospital but they're not incarcerated eric right they're not criminals for, these are criminals. They're bad people. Kind of like orange men, bad. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, I think we might as well just be politically incorrect. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, you know is is you know is the term prisoners or inmates is that so? I mean, does that really? Does that? I don't make think that's derogatory. Right? It's descriptive. That's the D word. It is. It's descriptive. Welcome mm-hmm. to the show. We're, we just got on the subject of uh, prisoners now be calling residents of a jail. Anyways, as part of a pro- progressive push, a Wisconsin jail will encourage staff to stop describing convicted or accused criminals incarcerated at the facility as inmates and to instead refer to them as residents. Um, or those, or, or the other alternative is those who are in our care. I just saw a report. <laughs> All federal penitentiaries are from now on to be known as residence in. Or <laughs> <laughs> more like Motel 6. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave the light on for you. Exactly. We'll have Tom Monat uh, with Motel 6 telling all the residents, hey, we'll keep the light on for you. It's Tom Bodet. I'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> anyway, hey, that's I don't the- think they want to in a Motel 6 slightly because then you see all the roaches run. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if I if I had the money, it would I'd probably sleep at the Ritz Carlton. Right. Well, you know, we have to, all of the illegal immigrants are probably staying there right now. Anyway, <laughs> the, that's what the newly elected sheriff announced on Tuesday, less than a hundred days after taking office. Uh, he says, quote, I view this change in name as a way to humanize those who are within our care. That's what Barrett said, according to the Wisconsin State Journal. The sheriff argued that this office's, quote, change in philosophy will reduce re- recidivism, whatever the fuck that is. Recidivism. And re- yeah. And re- represent a, quote, small step in influencing those incarcerated view themselves. Well, isn't the whole point of them being incarcerated is to reflect on the bad shit that they've done to society? Yes. So why are we rewarding them? Like Seeker says, we'll go back to the Motel 6. He says, we'll leave the shank out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Dehumanize. Oh, I feel so bad because, you know, just because you might have raped some young lady. Oh, we got to care about your feelings. Fuck you. Are you disassembled your murder victims? 14 times. Yeah. So you want to dehumanize you. Right. God forbid that you murdered somebody and, oh, well, we need to, oh, let's make sure his pillows are fluffed and he's got a box of chocolates. I mean, and, you know, they already went to the point of putting in TVs and all these other things for him. And okay, I agree. There may be something that's needed there just to keep them focused where all they do is, or where they don't just sit there and, you know, be violent 24 seven. But I mean, come on, how comfortable do you want to make them? You know, now we're talking about feelings. No, no, you're fine. I guess they just want to make it a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a country club for them, too. I mean, let's get some, uh, you know, uh, Perrier water for them as well, because God forbid they drink tap water. Or what is it? Chico Boco or Chico? Topo Chico. Topo Topo Chico. Chico. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Get them some sparkling. I mean, speaking of Topo Chico, I've been been grocery shopping a couple times and i've noticed they've been sold out yes they uh, costco's been sold out of them too Publix and kroger here one of the reasons i'm thinking is because i noticed that they started to get you know uh put their neck in into the spritzer uh business you know how all these beer companies and all that are coming up with i don't know Mm -hmm. i i just call it like water with a tad of alcohol but they call it spritzers i guess i I, basically they're wine coolers or pussy beer. <laughs> oh my god, that is that is just insensitive, Pert. <laughs> I'm so, I didn't mean to offend all the kittens out there. I'm so sorry. Signs, tabbies, all all of you. <laughs> um, so, anyways, to finish up the story, uh, the sheriff himself says, "Quote: As your sheriff, I believe our philosophies, policies, and practices should be proactive and not reactionary, like many other areas of our criminal justice system." And uh, he goes on to say the Danes County Sheriff's Office is a national leader in appropriate progressive reform, and many follow our lead. You know, uh, to finish this up, at this point in our society, I like nothing to do with progressivism. Anytime I hear of progressive, uh, it's absolutely the opposite. It's regressive. Yep. And Uh it's, uh, yeah. And of course, this guy is definitely a a liberal uh, trying to institute this. We're going to go ahead and take our last time out of the night. We'll get back into uh, to some trivia with uh, producer Eric. I know Two-night uh, event. Oh, yeah. Two-night event. Don't miss it. Come back. Give us a call. We'll uh, put you on board, and uh, let's try to kick some ass tonight. 
or you're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Wednesday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right. So last night we had a we had a, a real close battle between Pertwee and producer Eric. Um, Pert won by I believe it was two, actually three, eleven to eight. So uh-huh. tonight we're gonna go ahead and include everybody into tonight's trivia. If you'd like to call in, you're more than welcome to. If you're on Podbean, go ahead and uh, put you know push the little call button. Otherwise, if you want, you can call the studio line at seven zero two seven zero eight twenty eight fifty five. And uh, producer Eric, it's all yours. I might just sit back right. and listen nice lately. I'm tired <laughs> from last night. What? Um, are, you, are you gonna play from the chat? Oh, God. Eric, I'd be typing in the answer to the first question. You'd be on the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the rules apply as always. Um, I'm going to read the question. Um, when I'm done reading your, um, if you're on the call, the, your, your name will be your buzzer, and the name I hear, hear first. We'll get, get to answer, and the correct answers will earn you points. All right. The fir- first question of the night, the category is music. Who sang Just the Way You Are, a song that spent 22 weeks in the Billboard Top 10 in 2010? Just the Way You Are. And this is back in 2010. It spent 22 weeks in the Top 10. Uh, damn. Even Perby doesn't know. No, I'm just not going to answer. But you got to listen to it because there was another Just the Way You Are that was an older song. Oh, God. It was um, I, see, I see an answer in the chat. Oh. Was it, uh, is Honeybee right with Bruno Mars? That is, that is correct. Honeybee gets a point. Oh. Good <laughs> job, Honeybee. Damn. All right, the next question category is geography. Which river forms the easternmost boundary of Iowa? Which which river? Say that one more time. Which river forms the easternmost boundary of Iowa? Jestock says Ohio. Ohio's incorrect. Um Honeybee says, see, um, Prescott Bob got it since he answered it for her. Oh, uh, yeah, I see that. Way to go, Prescott Bob. <laughs> um, and I think probably like the interesting thing about the Mississippi River, like if you've noticed like with TV and radio stations that most TV and radio stations east of the Mississippi start with W, whereas west of the Mississippi, most TV and radio stations start with a K. Here's for a bonus point. What's the nickname of Mississippi River? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I would have to look that one up. Which the one? Big Muddy. Big Muddy. Oh, the Big Muddy. I didn't know that. Big Muddy. Oh. M-U-D-D-Y. Muddy. Yeah. Mud. I used to live wow. a few blocks off of it when I was a kid. Did you ever go play in the river? Oh, hell no. They got <laughs> mean looking gars in there, man. Alligator gars. Really? Yeah, I was young. They scared me. I thought they were like di- leftover dinosaurs. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. All right, the next question category is entertainment. Andy Warhol's factory was located in what large eastern American city? 
Eastern. Slightly. What do you have? I'm going to say Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania isn't incorrect. It's it's a city. Oh. I see some correct answers in the chat. Oh, go. Well, uh, Prescott Bob says New York. Yes. He beat Jess to it. Even if I had, uh, okay, well, Prescott Bob, you got two now, my friend. All right. The next question category is sports. Who was the winning coach in Super Bowl one? Super Bowl one. Slightly. What do you have? Vince Lombardi. That is correct. And the yeah. Lombardi, there's like a Lombardi trophy named after him, I believe. And, and the Heisman Trophy, I think, is the main one still. Yes, the Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy goes to uh, the first, like the, the, the superstar that's a rookie, I believe. Uh, no, the, I believe uh, so. College. College. Yeah, college, college oh, superstar to senior year. Most but it doesn't likely. necessarily mean they always go on to success, that's for sure. Right. Sure. All right, the next question category is movies. In the beginning of the movie X-Men, how is Logan making a living? How does Logan Sushi work? Chef. Oh, no. <laughs> Sushi Chef. The- yeah, the- he's, he's the Wolfman, Wolverine. That's why I said that. <laughs> oh, my God. I think um, the right one down there. Prescott Bob says Lumberjack. Um, it, that is incorrect. Pizza delivery is also incorrect. But Seeker, I'm, I'm going to ask you to be more specific. Seeker said fighting. Be more specific there, Seeker. What kind of but, fighting? But, or somebody else could steal it from you. Alpha Mike says UFC fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> WWE Alpha. Underground boxing matches. That's what um, I think that's close enough. I mean, I, the, the answer I was looking for is cage fighting, but I think that might be close enough. All right. Because you, you got it right then, Sika. <laughs> um, the next question category is sports. Which sportwear brand ended its 10 year association with the NFL in 2011? Slightly. What do you have? Adidas? Adidas is incorrect. Slightly. What do you have, slightly? Reebok. That is correct. Hell yeah. All right. um, the, The seventh question category is transportation. What were the first names of the Wright brothers? Slightly? What do you have, slightly? Was one Aaron? Um, Aaron is incorrect. Oh. I see a correct answer in the chat. Jess says Wilbur, Wilbur and Orville. That is correct. Wow, way to go. <laughs> way to go, Jess. You, you, you beat Prescott. Jess is on the board. Yep. All right. Point, points update. Uh, points update. We have a tie for first. We got Prescott, Bob, and myself tied at two. We have uh, Honeybee, Seeker, and Jess with one. All right. Um, the next question category is geography. Tangier, T A N G I E R, if you're Tangier. wondering the spell. Tangier. 
mm-hmm. is a coastal town in which Arab country? Pertwee. I want to get this what? one. I got to get Go this ahead, one. Afghanistan. Morocco. Afghanistan is incorrect. Morocco. No, he, said, he said Morocco. Uh, Morocco is correct. Yeah. Very good. Slightly so That's my only point. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless you're trying to sneak your way back to number one. No, I'm just having fun. But I, we went to uh, Tangier and it was a blast. <laughs> I think Mermac, um, a, a Podbean friend of ours, has visited Morocco. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he visited that city or somewhere else. I don't know. All right. The next question category is music. Who wrote The Temptations' first number one hit, My Girl? The number one hit, My Girl. Slightly. Who wrote it? Go ahead, Slightly. Smokey Robinson? Oh, that is correct. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, um, and he's still alive, you know, and, you know, you know, much like, think, think about like Willie Nelson. He wrote uh, Patsy Cline's song, Crazy. Yep, I, I heard that. and and people would be like, "Who would have ever knew that?" I don't because know. I, uh, musical writing geniuses that you have there. Yeah, I, I knew the Willie Nelson one, but I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next question category is history. Who did Leonid Brezhnev replace? Leonid Brezhnev replace as the Soviet premier in 1964? Um, this is a great one to look up. Leonid Brezhnev replaced as the Soviet premier in 1964. Um, Gorbachev is incorrect, Prescott. Stalin? Seeker says Stalin. That is incorrect. I don't know. Jestock says Pertwee's um, right with Khrushchev. I, I, I will accept that. Oh, there we go. Oh, is that the coronation? Khrushchev, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it. Khrushchev is how you pronounce it. I, 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 I didn't know how to spell it to look up in DuckDuckGo. <laughs> I think a lot of Russian names to me seem to be really hard to spell because you, you kind of have to sound them out. Khrushchev, I believe, was the one that took a shoe off and beat it on the podium. Really? Yeah, um, I thought was... that was Saul Alinsky. Huh? Saul Alinsky did that. Who the hell is Saul Alinsky? Um, oh, he, oh, he was a real radical school. back in the day. No, but I mean, Khrushchev did it as, as leader of the Soviet Union. <laughs> But but he how oh, he inspired Saul Lesky to do it then. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right, next question category is movies. <clears throat> what is the name of the 2008 movie where MIT students play to win big in Las Vegas? Oh, that was... Uh, 2008 slightly. movie. Slightly. What do you have? I think it was called Bring Down the House. <laughs> that is incorrect. Yeah. I see an answer. That was a good movie, though. Uh, Honeybee says 21. That is correct. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah, I like very, very, very true story, by the way, too. Yeah, and isn't it's it great. Wild? 
If you want to learn, well, they don't teach you how to, how to count cards, but it's a great movie. Well, with the anniversary of Diana's death at the end of this month, the category is history. In what city did Di- Princess Diana suffer her fatal car crash? Uh, Justock, I think, is right. She says Paris. That is correct. Yeah. This year, I think, is the 24th anniversary. Next year would be the 25th anniversary. Crazy. I remember when I was younger watching the funeral and all that. Wow. Oh, yeah. It seems like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Number 13 question um, category is sports. For which team did Reggie Jackson play from 1977 till 1981? Slightly. What do you have? The Angels. The Angels is incorrect. <laughs> and part we do, done his hashtag. Uh, Just Doc says Atlanta. I don't think that's correct. Atlanta is incorrect. Um, I see a correct answer in the chat. Uh, Prescott Bob says the Yanks. I'll accept that. It's the Yankees. Oh, Prescott Bob. <laughs> Prescott Bob is now tied for the lead. He sounds like he's from the UK with, you know, the Yanks. The Yanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, the answer is usually always Atlanta. Not this time. Yeah. Or, or um, right outside the, of. Right. All right. The next question, general knowledge. What are the decorative snap-on charms that fit in the holes of Crocs? The snap- I didn't even know they had any. Uh, 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 Jess Doc says gibbets, and I think she's right. That is correct. Yeah. I never knew they had any decorative charms. Hey, you know what the hell a gibbet is? Toe plugs. <laughs> That's, that's a better description of them, Seeker. I would say to Seeker, don't, don't tell Spanky that. Yeah, who the hell wears Crocs? Oh, the old man does. Wow. They seem like they would be uncomfortable. Yeah, the honeybees right area does. <laughs> and Jess. Crazy. Okay. Well, um, The next question. All right, points update before we move on. Yeah, points update. Uh, gosh, we're all bunched together here. We have a three-way tie for first. We have uh, Prescott Bob. Jess Duck and myself with three. Honeybee, the, the two bees, uh, Honeybee and Perk Bee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now, with the participation trophy, uh, Seeker is seeking more. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The next question category is entertainment. Which actor or actress from Top Gun? was the youngest student ever accepted into Juilliard drama. Um, can you repeat the question? Which actor or actress from Top Gun was the youngest student ever accepted into Juilliard drama? I think uh, Honeybee got, got it right. Val Kilmer. That is correct. Good job, Honeybee. Joining the top ranks you are there, honeybee. Woohoo. Yeah. Go, honey, go. The um, next question category is cars. What is Jaguar's first all electric car model called? A piso. Slightly. What do you have, slightly? The I Pace. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It's going to be like 512 pounds. Did you just look oh, yeah. out the window at what's in your driveway and read it off the side or what? 
No, I don't. I don't like Jaguars actually. <laughs> oh, you're a BMW guy, aren't you? I'm a German car guy. BMW or Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I like my Toyota just fine. Um, if it was not Toyota, it would be a Honda. Um, before that, it was Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury. Oh, I like Toyotas. Yep. I need more. All right, the next question. I need more sports questions. Yeah, you and me both, Prescott. <laughs> okay, Prescott. What's the name um, of Jacksonville? Uh, you you might be in luck, Prescott. Team. The next question category is sports. At which major golf tournament and what year did Tiger Woods first miss the cut as a professional? Slightly. What do you have, Slightly? I'm going to say the Canadian Open in 1970, no, <laughs> That is incorrect. Really? Um, um, I see one correct answer in the chat. Hurley says the Mass, or, uh, U.S. Open. He got that part correct. What year oh. is the other half? Oh, I don't know the year. It was, I thought it was fairly recent. I'm going to guess and say 2016. Um, that is incorrect earlier. I don't know. Don't I'm going to give you multiple choices. Yet. Is it 2004, 2006, 2008, or 2010? 2010. 2010 is incorrect. Oh, I don't know then. I, I don't want to go down the line. It's just not fair, but. Well, s- somebody could steal that other point. Um, oh, him, AKA Z got it. Which one was it? Was it 98 or 2006? Two, 2006. Way to go. <laughs> so we'll give, uh, we'll give Kurt and uh, HM, uh, him, Akaz, a point. All right. The next question category is TV. Name the four judges on the TV show The Voice from the first season. God. That's hurt with. What do you have, Pert? Simon Cowell, Randy it's, it's Jackson. Not, that's American Idol. Sorry, oh, he did. He did the voice too. Um, the, the, no, the U.S. version. Slightly. All right, take take your take your slightly. Go ahead. Adam Levine. That's one of them. CeeLo. That's that's the other one. Christina Aguilera. Got the third one. And Blake oh. Shelton. Uh, that, that those are correct. I was thinking American Idol. <laughs> no. Damn it! Yeah, uh, the I'll second you nice. said Christine, I knew I knew I messed up. I'll be nice. I'll only give myself one point. Well, we I also about. wonder with the voice if um if Simon Cowell might be one of the executive producers. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, we're about to move on to the the next question. Category is history. Aristotle tortured which person who would go on to conquer all of the then known world? Bertwee. What do you have, Bert? Alexander the Great. That is correct. Wow. (laughs) You are always on it on history, I tell you. You should be a history teacher, Bert. I've been told that before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just make sure you keep the CRP. And just uh, got that one down in chat, too. Who's Alex the Gray? I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> she meant great. <laughs> Alex the Gray, I think he was uh, from the Scottish tribe. 
Um, All right. The next one category is entertainment. Um, The home of Atlanta Falcons receiver was burned to the ground by what person in what musical group? Bertwee. What do you have, Bert? Left Eye Lopez, TLC. Don't go chasing that is correct, baby. Oh my god! That that happened back in 1994, I believe, and like eight years before she died. It's amazing that you know that. All right, the number 21 category is cartoons. What color is Wilma Flintstone's dress? Slightly. Oh, what do you have? White and black. It's white. You're correct. All right. The black (laughs) stains. All right, and who um, is the lucky winner tonight, or do we have to break a tie? Actually, we did have a tie prior to that question, but tonight the lucky winner is none other than me, myself, and I. Oh, wow, you're back. I think that's the first time I've won in, like, this year. Oh, yeah, play me uh, your song. I was trying to play that for you, and it's not cooperating with me. That's right. That's me. Oh, I went to the Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, well, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> right. You broke my phone slightly. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but I think before you broke the tie slightly, who who were you tied with? Well, actually, I was tied with Pertwee. He came back out of nowhere. Uh, I got <laughs> I got bored. Pert got five. And then uh, we had a, a bunch of uh, our listeners uh, tied. We had Honeybee, Prescott, Bob, and Jess Duck all with three. And tonight, uh, the two lucky participation trophy winners are Seeker and him. Maybe they can go. I am. So uh, Dose uh, thinks uh, the questions were rigged. Dose, if one, trust me. And Jess just issued Honeybee a challenge. Oh, that would be fun. The Adjust Doc and Honeybee challenge. Oh, yeah. If these two were calling to play, I promise I would just stay on the sideline. Oh, yeah. If if you had Just Duck and Honeybee on the the line and just let those two answer the questions, oh, my God, that would be so entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, that would be be fantastic. Well, that would probably be the next, like, um, one-on-one trivia. Yeah, I like, I kind of like the one-on-one thing. That was kind of, you know. But but we still have the normal trivia where Terry sends me the the questions and answers, and I am seeing it. Slightly, I forgot. Who won that one-on-one the other night? Oh, we did have one-on-one match between uh, producer Eric and Pertwee. Uh, Pertwee yeah. won by three. It was a close really? one. Yes. Damn. Look at him go. Holy I'm cow. I'm telling you. Huh? I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely need Lady Me back when she's able to come back, and we definitely need to get Sarmenti back. Yeah. Hold well. on, Eric. You missed Lady Me. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Michaela would do it too if she came back. I don't hear all the bring up people that aren't friends of the show, Eric. Just I don't. (laughs) I don't hear. I don't hear uh, kids in the background for Lady Me though. Yeah, and I I wasn't referring to me, by the way, slightly when I said that. Oh yeah, yeah. The the two that I uh, am. Yeah, the two that cannot cannot handle the truth or uh, handle uh, or be civil. Civil dialogue. Yeah. Oh yes. But there's no love lost, I guess. Oh no, I, I I never lose love for anything or anyone. But uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, losing love, uh, my San Diego Padres are going down the shitter. By the way, speaking of uh, baseball, that's your favorite topic. By the way, there, Pert. Yeah, I already gave you one hashtag. 
Yeah, they, they are losing like no tomorrow. They lost again tonight against the Colorado Rockies. I thought and, they started oh, off yeah. like. Oh, they were doing outstanding. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, they, they really were. And now they are, they're still, they still have a wild card position, but the Cincinnati Reds, uh, they are gaining like some serious steam as like they're only, I think as a, we're going to take a look right now, but I think uh, as of yesterday, they were only two, two games back of the wild card. How many games are left? Ah, uh, not that many. I think they've played around 120 games. So we got about 40 games left on the, uh, on the schedule. And I'm trying to find where the hell the, uh, the stats are, are the standings. Let me um, MLB standings. DuckDuckGo doesn't uh, provide me standings right away. But here we go. Uh, so the Padres are in third place right now. Uh, they're 12 games back of the first place and surprising San Francisco Giants. Uh, San Francisco has uh, put together a team mostly of non-superstar type players, but they they have a 64% winning percentage uh, with a record of 78 and 43. They've won eight of their last 10. And uh, second Giants place, haven't done anything since Barry Bonds, though, have they? Well, the with uh, Bruce Bochy at the helm uh, back, I think it was, was it uh, late 2000, you know, like between 2017 to 20? I think they had a few uh, World Series victories when Bruce Bochy oh. was their coach. Yeah, now you're in a dates when I quit listening to anything about baseball. Yeah, and the Dodgers are right behind them, about three and a half games uh, out of first. And then the Padres are back at 67 and 56. They've lost seven of their last 10. And uh, as hmm. far as wild card standings go, I want to see. Uh, the, the Reds, the Reds are like, they've been catching fire. The Reds are 65 and 57. So yeah, two games back and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, there's two wild card spots in each division in the American league and the national league. So how many games do they play now in the, uh, like going up to the pennant race? Is it five or seven? So the, there's a wild card game, which is a best of one. So the two wild card teams battle one game uh, that, and then it goes, I believe, to five. It used to be five and then seven. So the seven very, isn't until the World Series, or seven at the pennant race. I think the seven is the divisional divisional rounds. Oh, and then, I know, but they sure found a way to stretch that out. I am telling you, balls. I mean, hell, 162 games for an athlete. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the to the bigger parts of the playoff, just do best of three. But I know it's it's all about the money. I mean, you know, you, you can play best of 101 games. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's just well, about the money. Well, in the playoffs, though, for baseball especially, because, I mean, baseball, it's important. Like, I think the main reason why it's a seven-game series primarily is because, generally speaking, Teams have a five game, uh, a five pitching, you know, five player pitching rotation. So they at least want to get each team, you know, their starters one round through. So I, I understand that because yeah, the pitching, why? the pitching is the most imperative part of the game. Well, then just get rid of all the other players and have a pitcher, a batter, and a catcher. <laughs> That's just a home run derby, right? Play it, yeah, play it like wiffle ball. You don't work a single, you, you know, or like those video games. Yeah, exactly. BP says the Pirates are in the running for the last place in baseball. Yeah, the Pirates, 
They have a 42 and 78 record. They've lost nine of their last 10. Um, they on, on the road, they are eight. They've won 18 games and lost 43. Uh, they have a little bit better of a record at home. They are only 10 games under 500 with a record of 24 and 34. So, hey, not to change the subject, but to change the subject, and also we're running out of time. <laughs> have you have you got any more of those weird messages that you had? I haven't checked. Um, I have unless that's a Monday thing. No, it's. Uh, I I try to play them whenever I get them. Uh, I did. Uh, I think I ch- let me check right now. I don't think I have. No, my my uh, phone says that I don't have any uh, messages from any missed calls or anything like that. So I think we're good. But mm. as soon as I uh, find, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to answer it one of these times, and uh, I'll try to record that. I'll find a way to record our conversation. That would uh-huh. be cool. That would be interesting. It, it, they are. It's a very freaky. Uh, whoever it is, it's very freaky. Uh, I would love to have some uh, an, uh, questions answered. By the way, but we'll see. BP. Uh, I think the Marlins might beat them. Yeah, the Marlins really suck too. Anyways, uh, we're gonna wind it all up. Put a little bow tie on tonight's show and uh, go around the table with some final thoughts. Producer Eric, any final thoughts from you, my friend? Well, um, you know, great, great show as always. Um, look forward to doing this again tomorrow and probably. Any, any stories that we couldn't get to tonight, maybe we might squeeze them into tomorrow's show along with me, any like new stories that pique our interest. Sounds good. Who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll decide to run for, uh, you know, the governor of California and get, <laughs> uh, put my name on the ballot or something. I don't know. And uh, Mr. Pert, any final thoughts tonight? You know, Honeybee watches those, um, what do you call it, Housewives of series and all that on Bravo. Mm-hmm. I've come to conclusion, those women are excellent housekeepers. Every time they get a divorce, they keep the damn house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was, yeah, because anytime I watch the show, the houses are pretty damn clean. But no, you you got a point there. They always keep the house. It, it's a pun. <sighs> that was good stuff. Anyways, I try for you slightly. I try, and for the people out there, that's the best. Uh, I, I, you know, I, if we could just do maybe a 10 minute show just so I could get to the end like that every night, that'd be even better. <laughs> anyways, hope you enjoyed yourselves tonight. I appreciate you guys joining us live. And uh, for those of you that uh, downloaded the podcast, you can always catch us live 930 Eastern time weeknights over on Podbean, over on DLive, DLive.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious. For me and the rest of the team, I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Stay safe. Treat each other with respect and dignity, and we'll see you back here tomorrow night at 9.30 Eastern Time. God bless, and God bless America. Thanks see you next time, everybody. Time, Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show. We got MAGA TV just followed us on D Live slightly. <laughs> <laughs>